Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watchalongs. This is episode 11, I would assume. It's from March 11th, 1997, where we do a watch-along of ECW Hardcore TV and we is meaning me, Kobe Nida, and my cohort, Dave Rosenbluth. Dave Rosenbluth from Kicking Out at Two. What's going on? What's up, dude? Long. What's the good? Word? Long time, man. Long time coming. You got yep, you, you got your yeah. hardwood floors installed. You got your setup going. They're not hardwood because they fucking cracked because the guy did a shitty job. Well, let's not get into that because I'm not really in a great mood to talk about my fucking floors. Today. Oh boy. But I pre- but I appreciate I appreciate the the upbeat enthusiasm. <laughs> We're both nearly set up in our uh, new establishments, if you will. Um, but yeah, we're ready to rock it on this uh, episode of ECW Hardcore TV, Season 5, Episode 11, on the Peacock. If you want to queue it up and watch along with us, we count down and watch along with the show. And as it's running along, we give you some details of the episode, some background information, some of our insight from the time, and some uh, ramblings and funny stories maybe or if, if, if you will if you complaints about our basement situations um you know anything like that um so uh join us here on this episodic marking out the days extreme watch alongs yes indeed uh from the retromania pro wrestling podcast network where you can find us on any podcasting app by searching retromania with a w you can find dave with his show kicking out at two that is back in the saddle again isn't that right dave that is correct. Yeah, finally. It's been a while, but we got we, we got back up on the horse, and we're, we're, we're moving along the trail with the WrestleMania season. Uh, we, we got uh, up on the streets right now, Hogan and Rock, watch along from WrestleMania 18, celebrating the 20th anniversary of that. And uh, I believe also on the streams as well is Austin and Brett the Hitman Hart from WrestleMania 13, the 25-year anniversary of that. We, we watched that. As well, Justin and I, my brother, came back to, to uh, get in the saddle again, and I got some got some special WrestleMania recordings coming up uh, in the in the in the coming weeks with uh, the 35 year anniversary of WrestleMania three. I'm actually going to have my father uh, sit down, and, and I know it's a big one. Uh, the old man, Mr. Rosenbluth, is going to record an episode with me as we're going to watch or attempt to watch if Peacock would fucking cooperate. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage uh, from WrestleMania 3. That's actually, you know, my father's not a wrestling fan, but that's actually his favorite wrestling match because of the, 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 the 700 near falls that took place in the match. <laughs> uh, he, 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 and also, he took me to see that WrestleMania in what they called it at the time, closed circuit theater, which was really a movie theater. Um, so we're going to kind of reminisce about the experience going to watch it in the movie theater and then talk about the matches we're watching it. And then a, um, we'll have a special bonus episode for WrestleMania weekend because if WrestleMania is a two-night stupendous event, why can't Kicking Out at Two have an extra podcast? Why can't we drop an extra recording? So Dennis joined me recently as we sat down and we watched WrestleMania 8 from start to finish in its entirety, the 30 uh, approaching the 30-year anniversary of that. Celebrate milestone anniversaries for WrestleMania at the home of Nostalgic Pro Wrestling Podcast. That is Kicking Out at Two. Find them on the streams. Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Done with plugging your That's show. awesome. Let's do this. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can find that on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Hundreds of hours, hundreds of podcasts, all for your ears. Evergreen content. Yes, indeed. Let's get down to business. We're going to count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. When we say play, you can play along with us, or you can listen along and join along in the fun. Ready, Dave? I am ready. Let's do this. Five. Four, three, two, one, hit play. Opening up here with Joey Styles as usual. 
I might be uh, like five or six seconds ahead of you because my peacock wouldn't properly. Um, oh, he uh, he was he was uh, he was playing with his peacock before me. You you had yeah, a semi yeah, before I, me. Yeah, I was I was I was tuning up the band before <laughs> before you before you made the call and then uh, you know. Yes, I honestly I'll, I'll tell you a story about this. All right, I'm, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get this off my chest so you have a better understanding as to why I'm I'm like furious with this peacock app. So. At the time of this recording, it's March the 20... What's today? The 22nd? Yes, Yes, sir. Okay, March 22nd, 2022. All right? And, you know, we're recording the March 11th, marking out the day's ECW watch-along. Yes. Yesterday, I recorded that episode of WrestleMania 8 with Dennis, and I was trying to do the watch-along. And I wanted to get it started and queued up and ready to go. Well, there's so much... I have... The highest speed internet you could pay for. Pay $95 a month for this fucking internet, okay? I have no problems when I use the Peacock upstairs in the bedroom with the wife and I. But down in the basement, for whatever reason, there's some sort of fucking delay. Because anytime I go to press play, it buffers, it buffers, it buffers, then it finally hits. And then when you try to rewind it back, it's still buffering. It's like delayed. So I couldn't get the fucking thing on time. It was driving me absolutely insane. It was to the point where, like, I was, I, I was, I yelled at the top of my lungs. I was so mad. I was like, luckily nobody was home. You know, my <laughs> wife would have probably been like, "What are you doing? Why are you getting all worked up?" But, oh, but I was, I was just so angry. I was like, this fucking app. I hate it. I hate it. They should, like, they sh- you guys should, Vince, you sh- I, I know there was a lot of money involved, and I get it. I'm not a businessman. That's why I'm sitting in my fucking pajamas recording this right now. But you should have just stayed where the fuck you, you were. Stayed in your lane. Don't be, don't, you shouldn't have stayed on Peacock. Yeah. You shouldn't have gone to, Net- don't go to Netflix or Hulu or any of them other fucking apps. should have stayed where the fuck you were with this fucking app. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It was easier to navigate. Everybody liked it. You had all the content in the world. You didn't censor anything. You know what I mean? You didn't. You, you could see half black Roddy Piper from WrestleMania Six. Now you can't see that shit because you decided to take the fucking money from NBC Universal, Comcast, whatever, put more money in your pocket, release eighty-five wrestlers in a fucking year, and have this stupid fucking app. But as we see right here, speaking of speaking of, speaking of whatever the fuck, we got the Blue World Order. Look at this mess here. Oh yeah, great stuff. I, I mean, I, I agree. The, the Peacock sucks. Even on my laptop, like, uh, I have the best internet as well, and it still glitches. I pay $95 a yeah. month, the highest speed of internet. You better fucking cooperate with It's me. their interface, and uh, that's always been an issue for, I guess, wrestling apps. Well, someone needs to sit on their interface and fucking change it up, because I'm sick and tired of it. Looks like one of these two uh, was getting sat on in their face or oh, yeah. in their face as well. Stevie Richards and who is that? Wow. That I think that's um Chastity, which was Raven she was Raven's sister on television at the time. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I could be mis- I could be wrong, but she she did look awfully familiar from watching a porn. I mean, from watching her in WCW. <laughs> Yeah, the Blue World Order out here mocking the NWO. Speaking of the NWO, we should talk about it, uh, at least somewhat. Uh, Blue Meanie is doing his version of Scott Hall, but... Uh, um, yeah, that, that was that, man. Yeah, Scott that Hall. Was, that was tough. Rest in peace. That was tough. Whew. I mean, for a guy who, you know, so talented, such a gifted performer, so many contributions to the industry... You know, I mean, there's so many guys that emulated him. I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I, I liked Razor Ramon as a kid, but Scott Hall was just way cooler when he was in the NWO. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm i 39 years old, and every now and then I'll still throw up the two sweet, you know, like I'm Scott Hall, or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll enter. A, a, I did it the other day at the grocery store at Walmart, just, to, you know, just to prove a point, and. You know, I, I walk through the door at Walmart. You know how Scott Hall kind of does the his entrance with the with his yeah. arms. You know, as he like comes through the curtain. I, I I did that. My wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "The Scott Hall entrance." She was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but yeah, man, that that's a tough one. And then to find out, you know, that the last couple of years he, you know, he he he'd been struggling with his alcohol addiction. Um, 
and it was just really only a matter of time before something like this was going to happen. It's very unfortunate. I really was hoping, you know, that, you know, that that, that wasn't the case. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but Waltman revealed on the Observer podcast with Meltzer that that the pandemic really did Scott Hall in in terms of his his uh, alcohol really? battles and. Yeah, he said that he kind of, and then there was a story too that I guess like the night before night one of WrestleMania, Hall had an incident that involved um, alcohol, and they kind of kept things hush hush. If you go back, you watch that WrestleMania from last year, the first night they did a vignette with the NWO um, in the back with Bailey, and you could see Scott Hall, and he looks awful. Yeah, he looks awful. Um, but you know, the funny thing is about him is that a lot of people expected him to pass sooner. Right, and. Nobody expected to see him bounce back the way he did within the last, like, seven or eight years. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, you know, unfortunately, like like we always say when it comes to someone in the industry passing away, you know, gone too soon. Definitely one that was gone way too soon. What are your thoughts on, on Scott Hall? Uh, I always liked him as a kid. I mean, that, that gimmick, Razor Ramon, and then, like you said, Scott Hall just seemed cooler. And then you wanted to kind of emulate it. And my friends have always referenced that I, I, I resemble him in some degree when I had long hair. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, and he was just great on the mic, a good match that he could always put on with somebody. Um, and then I got to see, you know, stuff of him in the AWA when he first started and just to see how much he grew in the industry it's 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 amazing how long he he had um uh runs in those territories into the into the days where there were no territories and uh you yeah. know kept cool the whole time you know and kept it fresh yeah. the whole time um a long oh, yeah. run and a long impact on wrestling um, as far as like, uh, inspiration for people. Um, and you know, I, I think, uh, I think it's sad that he did fall off. It was one of those Jake the snake type things, but, uh, DDP tried to help. And that's what I always wondered. I was like, are these guys falling off the wagon and they're not saying anything because they want to keep, you know, those documentaries rolling and, uh, that positivity going, uh, or that, or that I, gimmick. I, 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 I remember I remember seeing a couple of years ago, I think, I want to say, it might have been last year or the year before, but there was a picture out of Ric Flair at a at like a beach bar, and Scott Hall was sitting at the bar drinking a Miller Lite with him, <laughs> and yeah, and then, you know, there was, and I think, I think there was one instance where he did kind of fall off a little bit, but then like they kind of picked him back up, right? Um, you know, but I mean... The the interview I I the transcript I read from from Waltman and the Observer was that uh, um, he he reached out to to, to Scott uh, recently within the last several months and offered to move him into his place in California and live with him um, and Scott of course you know declined because you know he's Scott Hall and he's a he's a man and he's not going to you know he's he's going to do things his way and. Then when Waltman hadn't heard from Scott in a number of days, because they would you know usually check in with each other, um, he called and got no got no answer. So then he reached out to DDP, and DDP was actually the one that found him um, laying on the floor after he fell and broke his hip. And apparently Scott Hall had been lying on the floor for a number of days. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's very unfortunate the 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 um, the the sequence of events that led to this and you know of course any wrestling passing for at least for me is 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 horrible you know somebody dying whether it's you know natural causes or uh, you know inflicted by you know drugs and alcohol or whatever the case may be but this one kind of hurts a little more than than the others for me at least because you know i was such a big fan of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon you know the outsiders are one of my favorite duos the NWO I mean it was just yeah, I mean, we, he's me, like common lingo and, and also, for us. Like we say, too, we say, hey, yo, we text like hey, Mang yo. in our text. You yeah. know, it's like he's like yeah. he's part of the the wrestling uh, the wrestling zeitgeist, zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, and and not to get too personal, but you know, I had a, 
an issue with alcohol a number of years ago and and uh and thankfully you know haven't fallen off i kicked that habit um so to see him bounce back the way he did it was it was very heartwarming and i got the chance to meet him at an indie event and i i, I detailed the story on, on on my post on kicking out it too you can find it on facebook um where i met you know my wife and i had met scott at an indie event and it was it, it was just very nice to see because i had met him a few times before and he wasn't in a great place right and, <clears throat> but it, it was nice to see he was in better spirits and um you know had seemed at that time to be turning his life around but uh you know gone too soon one of the the one of the biggest inspirations for so many guys in the industry one of the most popular guys. i mean guys at work that i work with that don't watch wrestling they were like hey that is. Yeah. Ramon. Yep. They, they know you know what i mean like razor he was a legend what happened like, he's like guys that don't even watch wrestling came up to me even the inmates that I work, you know, I got work in a jail. Even the inmates, you know, because they get TV, they watch news. They're like, "Yo, Rose, Razor Ramon died." It was like, I mean, it was, it's a big yeah, thing. He's more or less so. instead of the wrestling zeitgeist, more or less the pop culture zeitgeist. You know, he's part of it. Uh, you, you, one of those yeah. recognizable faces, um, for sure, yeah. and a personality. Sixty-three years old. Uh, what a shame. But uh, yeah, Razor Ramon. I think we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll probably do something, you know. For uh, Scott for Hall. him on, on 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 Retro Mania, we'll you know we'll do either a, a tribute watch along of a match or two, or you know talk about his career and some some favorite memories and moments. But you know we'll we'll give it some justice. That definitely for sure. Um, as we we've been talking over some some stuff here, we just saw a Little Guido um, and and Tommy Rich. Uh, I don't know who the hell they defeated. Now we're seeing here RVD and. Sabu against the Eliminators in another match that's involving ladders. It seems like the last few weeks of, of ECW TV, these two teams have gotten involved with each other, and they've they've thrown ladders into the mix. Yeah, absolutely. And before that, we saw Taz tap out Spike Dudley really quickly. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, which is that's how they should have booked Taz because I don't know if you you recall, but we've been talking about it, or at least I talked about it on that that catch up episode a couple of weeks back uh, or recently where. Um, Taz seemed to. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Wow. Ladder falling apart. Holy shit! Um, yeah, and everyone's losing their mind. They're like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" You know, like, I mean, come on, the ladder fell, guys. It wasn't anything that they they planned. Right. I mean, these four idiots thought they can climb up the ladder, and only one side's got the full rungs. It's like a painter's ladder. It's not one of those gimmick ladders they put out there where they they have multiple. Look yeah, at it. it it's it just a piece of apart. shit. Oh, look at this. Sabu just took a piece of it off. Like you would have gotten into like the clearance section wow. at Lowe's and a nice drop kick spot. This is a uh, innovative stuff for the time. I I you know I assume. I mean, Smoky Mountain started doing stuff with ladders uh, right after WWF did. Uh, I mean, we always yeah. remember the stories of uh, uh, the Montreal um, territory uh, with Bret Hart and them using ladders as Calgary. Calgary. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Sorry, Calgary. I watched I, I I watched a ladder match recently. Um, well, not recently, but in the last several years with uh, I think it was like Junkyard Dog and Jake the Snake Roberts from Stampede Wrestling, yep. and it was like for it was like a for bag, a cash a bag prize. Of money. And, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like a bag of money. One side over the of the ladder, but like yeah, there's one side of the ladder, and it's and, and the it's it's one of those like old painters ladders that like you like just lean up against a, a structure, yeah. and so they had it leaned up against like the the rafter of the of the of the ceiling of the the building because it's a small building <laughs> and it was just funny how it, how it looked up there and then eventually over time things evolved when you know Brett and Dynamite would have their ladder matches in the territory yeah. um, see Sandman Tommy Dreamer and Beulah entering the picture here it looks like they want to get involved in this tag team affair here uh, yeah involving these cheap la- cheap ladders. Uh, yeah, I apologize well, if I mean, nasally everybody in Maryland right now. The trees are making out just like uh, Chastity and Stevie, so uh, there's a lot of pollen <laughs> going around. And uh, I mean, I, you know, our our schedules have been all over the place between me being sick and you being sick, yeah. and you know, so I, I had a little bit of that too, and you know, my wife was on the mend with with some other health issues, and so. 
you know, we're, we're playing a little catch up here, if you will, uh, with, with our marking out the day's episodes. Yes, indeed. As Tommy Dreamer and Sandman are here to challenge the recently reunited Dudley boys. <laughs> so a nice little challenge for the Dudley boys. Uh, seems like it could be a fun tag match, right? Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got great chemistry. Um, you know, they've had several matches following this with, um, Oh, what's this now? See, it's a lot of it's a lot of clips now. Now we've now we've turned to Lance Storm and uh, and Axel Rock. Yeah, it's a it's a smorgasbord, I guess. They're showing us recaps of what happened from uh, the uh, recent show. Lance Storm with that rat tail. Wow, that was popular at the time. You know, uh, <clears throat> in '97. No, no, really? at, not at the time. Sorry, that was popular back in the day. Uh, I did have one. <laughs> My brother had one. I, I never had one, but my brother had one. Um, no, no, nothing is, is flowing or is um, defined as the one that Lance Storm's currently rocking no, in this video. No, but, I just uh, had like I mean the one strand. Lance Lance Storm looks like um, um, what's his name? Uh, we we always mocked him on season one of Mark Another. Chris Champion. Oh my gosh! Yes, he does. Not, or, was it Chris Champ? Was it the one with the um? What's that? Team yeah. Um, that we. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right. It was Chris Champion. Yeah, right? it's Chris Champion and some other guy, but uh, the new blood. The new, the new, the new breed, breed the, new, the breed. new breed. Yeah. The new sorry. breed. Yep. The new breed. Okay. <laughs> he yeah. does look. Now you're close. We're good. He does. There. He does look like he's from the new, new breed. Oh man. My goodness. The Dudleys coming down. It's just all out mayhem. It seems like it, yeah. I mean, this, this episode that we're watching just seems like it's all over the place. They're showing clips here and there of different things that had transpired. Um, as we get closer to the, the ECW pay-per-view, barely legal. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, which is coming up that, soon. Um, and at this time, has uh, has WrestleMania 13 happened? No, it's it, it'll be you know coming up shortly. As we now see a cameo from New Jack, New Jack, and Mustafa the Gangsters, just all out bedlam. Oh, guitar over the head to Bubba. Oh, on over the back, New Jack just wait, just waylaying him with that guitar. My goodness, what's he got there? Is Ooh. a keyboard from a cash register? Looks like a Casio. A <laughs> yeah, what the hell? what has he got? To, a toaster oven. Yep, gotta bring a toaster. <laughs> Jesus, it's all out mayhem. Oh wow, what are your thoughts on uh, yeah, Wrestle, Tommy Dreamer? WrestleMania 13 hadn't happened yet. I'm sorry. WrestleMania 13 had not happened oh, okay. yet at this okay. point. At the time of this, <laughs> at the time of this airing of this episode of ECW, they're only I think a few weeks away. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. And then the change in the industry. So. One of the greatest matches yep. ever. Bret Hart and Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin and I talk about that on the upcoming episode of how wrestling had changed and how, you know, so so many different variables that could have shifted and changed this match. I mean, between Bret and Austin. We'll talk. I mean, yeah. find it in the archives. Bret versus Austin, WrestleMania 13 um, submission match. You know, we, we did the did the fans turn heel on Brett, or did Brett turn on the fans? That's that's the big question that we that we discuss. And of course, you know, Shawn Michaels losing his smile, the rise of Steve Austin, um, you know, and just the way WrestleMania 13 had played out in overall as a whole. Uh, so yeah, you can find that in the archives. Uh, Stone Cold versus the Hitman, WrestleMania 13. Go go check it out. It was a lot of fun recording that one. Absolutely, one of the greatest matches ever, in my opinion. <laughs> Yep, it's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of greatest mania matches of all time. Yeah, it's up there. I think it's it's. I I'll just go check it out. Go listen to it. You'll. I think you guys will be in for a treat. But I'm sorry, you were saying. I was just saying. You, you were know, asking me something. I'm sorry. What'd you say? You were asking me something, or you said something. I don't know. No, I was go a, ahead. Yeah, we'll I was asking about uh, you know the time of the the greatest match coming up, and you know this turn of where heels were. We're, we're turned the anti-heroes, but we, we see that here in ECW prior. Um, so it's, it's, it's really cool that 
that that happened in the mainstream with Stone Cold and Bret Hart, but they pulled it off, you know, to perfection. The way yeah. that they 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 pulled that off with Stone Cold, the WWF. You, I mean, you, you know? can make you can make arguments over the years prior to that that there were that there were heels that were that that became baby faces that were overwhelmingly um, like cosmetically when you looked at them, you're like, oh no, this guy's a bad guy. Like for instance, like Undertaker. Okay. You looked at you look at Undertaker and you're like, that's a bad dude. You know what I mean? Like he buries people. You know he's he's the Undertaker, and yet the people cheered him when Jake the Snake turned on him, and they had their match set up for WrestleMania Eight, which actually I kind of talk about in the WrestleMania Eight podcast coming up in a few weeks. But um, there's that, and then you go Diesel when in '96. Before he left to go to WCW, Kevin Nash, he kind of adopted this like tweener, you know, rebel sort Bad of dude with an attitude. Pers- yeah, I'll only slap, I'll only high five you if you're wearing a black glove kind of bullshit right. that he used to do. And the people were still kind of cheering him, even though he was, you know, he 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 had turned on his best friend Shawn Michaels, and he was, you know. Feuding with the Undertaker and, and things like that. So I mean, you could kind of make an argument that there was little flashes of it from time to time over the years, where there was a, a overwhelmingly strong heel that became a very popular babyface, but it just went into overdrive when Steve Austin made that turn and, and at WrestleMania. I mean, and I think also too, like what helped was, and this may sound silly, but like his character, the language. I mean. You know, people used to pop when he used to say ass. Like, that was a big thing. Like, back in 97. Like, oh my God, he said the word ass. I'm going to beat your ass. Right. Like, it, you know, like, and people would go crazy over it. And I think the aggressive nature of his character, the language that was being allowed, and, and, and everything in between just really changed the landscape of wrestling as a whole. And yes, ECW had been doing that for a long time, but on a smaller, more regional scale. Yeah. Whereas WWF was on a more national scale, people got to see it more, and then eventually became exposed to, you know, what we're currently watching right now. Yep. Yeah, as we see the all-out brawl right there, um, it kind of reminds me of the upcoming WrestleMania 13, where they're trying to do the Chicago street fight. Everything's trying to get more violent on the mainstream of WWF. Um, yes. With the tag teams exploding in ECW right there. Uh, yeah. The Eliminators. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Uh, <laughs> it was Kronos and Saturn did the total elimination to, I guess, Sign Guy Dudley or wh- whoever okay. that was. And then Kronos uh, yeah. uh, does a split and <laughs> d- crosses his arms as like that was intimidating. <laughs> oh, no, no. I must have missed that. that that's your boy, Kronos. That. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had my, my one and only interaction with him. That was not pleasant. I've talked about that before. Uh, Shane Douglas, Francine, in the locker room. Um, I'm guessing that this is a promo discussing his involvement at Barely Legal, or it could be just one of the many feuds he's involved in. Seems like a lot of these guys were involved in multiple feuds heading into this pay-per-view. Yeah, everything was trying to... Uh weave together some type of coherent storyline of uh, inner, inner feuds or but it, it was mm. it was kind of a complicated <coughs> excuse as me. far as who was on whose side but everybody's vying for the ECW world title yeah Douglas with the 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 TV title or he had the TV title yes. at the time lost it to Taz at the Cyber Slam event, I believe it was. Was it Cyber Slam or did No, he still had the TV title. Yeah, he still has it. I think he did have the... Yeah, he still is the TV champion. Well, this is interesting here. See a fan cam of Taz and... What was that? Spike Dudley and some Knights of Columbus with Bill Alfonso <laughs> standing there. The Knights of Columbus. You see all them flags up in the background. You know, there's some high school gym. Um, are you, so? Are you familiar with the feud with uh, Brian Cage and Spike Dudley? Or uh, Spike Dudley, Brian Cage and Darby Allen in AEW. This is kind of reminiscent. Yeah. of of that. Uh, you know. Yeah, I, I I I do remember that. Yeah. 
Uh, it's it's a I mean, it's a that, hard. That's the last time person. Brian Cage was relevant. Say that again. That was the last time Brian Cage was yeah, relevant. Absolutely. Oh wow, we see Sabu just taking advantage of Spike Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> but this goes back to what I was talking about in a couple episodes ago, where Sabu and Taz they don't touch each other. Yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's just building like, tension. This, it's it's another extension of this rivalry where they don't put hands on each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a really hype match. And they, they had met before, correct? Um, To be honest with you, I, I do think, not know. I think they did. There was like a broken neck involved. Or is that what's coming That's up? That's Benoit and Sabu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go with a sign Joel of things Gertner. to come. The best part of the show, Joel always, Gertner. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe should we play the audio for this? Sure. Why don't you put it on? All right. Did you catch that from what Bubba? What did he say? He called him a retard. Oh. Which one? I don't know. He was talking to one of them. <laughs> oh, man. They let that slide on the cock. You know what? It's Somebody wasn't doing their homework properly on the cock. I mean, they, they got rid of black, half black Roddy Piper. They got rid of some gold dust content. Vince McMahon dropping the N-word with the, with the A, not the hard R. And, and But you, you let the word, I'm not even going to repeat it, you let the R yeah. word slip out. Oh, boy. Wow. This is just another reason why you should have stayed in the fucking WWE Network. <laughs> Yeah, we see the Christ the, sakes. Uh, the uh, I'm sorry. What's their name again? The Eliminators. The Eliminators. Yeah, they're here uh, responding to the Dudley. Still boys, under the weather, pal. But they they have the the tag team belts that are the Intercontinental Championship, just mocked up to look like the ECW tag team belts. I actually kind of like, like that. that. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I also like the TV title. Uh, for ECW at the time, it was like the WWF Winged Eagle. Yes, yeah, that was pretty cool. 
And then the ECW belt was just some old fucking. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like looked like it, it, the ECW belt looked like. Well, see, there's the TV belt that Douglas has, but the ECW heavyweight title looked like like a title from like Smoky Mountain or like even like the TV title from WCW with like the way it was yes. shaped. But yeah. it looked like you ordered it off of like a fantasy football champion, like a fantasy football championship belt. Yeah. Like you can have one of those made from like a belt collector or something. But like it was like really poorly done, and it was done in the back of a bowling alley. So uh, we're gonna get some uh, promos here that we see from Shane Douglas and the Pitbull as they build up for their I Quit match, um, uh, because uh, Shane Douglas messed with uh, Pitbull's broken neck, so he's trying to get retribution. Is that what the match was? Is that the pay per view or yeah, that's what's uh, they're building? I'm re- I'm reading the uh, the closed caption here. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, we see RVD. Yeah, RVD. Still wrestling to this day. Oh. I, w- I wonder what he's talking about. Let's play the audio. Or, no, are we? Yeah, sure. Why sure. not? Please, we really get fucked. Can we really put the blame on Rob Van Dam? Can you blame you, Ted? I'll tell you who you can point the finger at. The promoter. The person such a fragile man like you in the ring with you. Terry Park, I grew up watching you. I grew up a fan of yours. I was taught in this business to respect you. And it's going to be my pleasure to step in the ring and end your career. And you know why? Because someone showed me the money. Bitch. <laughs> that was amazing, Brian Lee. Somebody showed me the money, bitch. bitch. Wow, he was. Uh, that was the best thing that Brian Lee has ever done in his wrestling career. Shit. Forget about Fake Undertaker. Forget about Chains from the Disciples of Apocalypse. Forget about anything else he's ever done. That promo in ECW. Somebody showed me the money, bitch. That. Clearly inspired the Undertaker's gimmick for Biker Taker. Oh, the American yes. Badass? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's probably like, hey, Vince. He's like, I got an idea. What if? I got an idea. Go ahead, pal. What if I wore my regular clothes and I called people bitch? <laughs> that's a great, that's good shit, pal. God damn it. Why didn't you think of that sooner? What the fuck? <laughs> Bruce, oh gosh. call Harley Davidson. Get him on the line. We want to see if we can get the fucking copyright so he can come on the goddamn motorcycle. Oh, call him. Who's that Harley Davidson guy? Get him on the fucking phone now. Speaking of the dead man, he is going into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I, I mean, long overdue. I mean, let's not, let's not, you know, sugarcoat it. Um, although... I, I do think that the way that the hall the the weekend's events are structured, um, the Hall of Fame's not going to be its own night. They're going to do it after SmackDown. I heard, and it's going to run. It's going to run ninety minutes. So, for me personally, I've been saying this for a long time. But they're going to, you know, obviously, why would Vince McMahon? Why would you listen to me? God damn it! You know what I mean? You put your fucking network on Peacock, and that sucked a big fat dick. Now you're going to do the Hall of Fame after SmackDown. You're going to make everybody fucking fall asleep because you're going to induct 35 people in 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They should have just had Undertaker go by himself. Have, a, have guys come out on stage, tell some stories, then Vince inducts them, cries for a little bit. You meant so much to me. God damn it, pal. I'm not going to cry in front of all you fucking people. Here's the Undertaker! Absolutely. You know, and then they'd be done with it. But instead, they got to induct Vader, which, yes, Vader's long overdue. Very long But unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, they're probably going to induct Vader digitally because they're talking about doing digital inductions. What? Like through Zoom and shit. Yeah, I know. See, that's a waste. They're, they're, there's rumors of inducting Sid. They'll probably do that digitally. Make sure that he's fucking not carrying a pair of scissors. They'll probably do, definitely digitally induct the Steiners because th- that's the rumor too is that they want to induct the Steiners. But if Scott's got a live mic, forget about it. You're fucked. <laughs> and then, yeah, and, and don't expect any math. Yeah, don't expect any mathematicians to be in the audience that <laughs> night either. And then they they they've 
Charmel, Queen Charmel. Jesus. What the fuck has she done other than been the... Uh, granted, she had a great gimmick with Booker T, but that's it. She was a Nitro girl. Like you said. Like, all of a sudden, every... Like, like, why don't we just let Mark Eaton, the former ring bell, the, the bell ringer, he, give him the fucking Hall of Fame. You <laughs> know what I mean? Headline. Or what about Harvey Whippleman, too? Downtown Bruno, right? Why don't we just put him in the Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? It's like the Hall of Very Good It's it's what it's yeah. become. Or, or the Hall or of Mediocre you know, Or when you're in good with them or when you're dead and we can bring it up again. Yeah. Or what agenda they're trying yeah, to push. It, it, I mean, it's interesting that you speak of Sid, Vader, and Taker all going into the Hall of Fame as speaking of this time, 1997, those guys are pretty much on top in the WWF. Yeah, I mean, Sid was Sid was the champion at that time in 97. He wrestled Undertaker in the main event at WrestleMania 13. Yeah. Um, Vader, Vader was kind of, you know, in and out of the main event scene. Um, he'd worked with some of the main event guys, but for the most part, he was... Um, he was sucking the hind teat of of, uh, of of the mid card with uh, with mankind as his tag team partners. They wrestle Owen and Bulldog at that WrestleMania. Yeah, but, he um, actually. I mean, Vader, Sid's just rumored but, right now. The Steiners are just rumored right now. So nothing's as at the time of this recording. So nothing's set in stone. So far, it's only Undertaker, Vader, and Queen Charmel. So we'll see what happens. But because of the timing and everything, the way that they have it all set up this year. I really felt like it would have just been made much more sense to just have Taker going by himself. Don't Absolutely. put a class with him. Make it special and make and and, and kind of bring a different vibe to the Hall of Fame concept because now you're just trying to cram shit into a you know you, you know ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag and it's not going to work. Yeah, uh, I mean Undertaker deservedly you know needs that spot in the Hall of Fame and to headline. Do you think he'll make an appearance at WrestleMania? Oh, I'm, I, I, I would, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I think, I mean, he'll definitely do the, um, the, the, the curtain call deal where they come out and they, you know, they, they announce all the Hall of Fame inductees with the, the music in the background. And then he'll come out. He'll do the entrance and they'll, they'll light the ring posts on fire and he'll, he'll have a final curtain call. I wouldn't be surprised at that. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they just threw him in like an angle, like nostalgically, like he shows up to save someone, you know, like in, in a beat the post match beatdown, or you know, maybe they make him like the special enforcer of like Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar since it's such a big title match. Like mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if they just, they induct him. They have him come out one of those nights to, to honor him for the hall of fame, you know, the, the whole curtain call on stage and then be done with it. Yeah. So one way or another, it's very long overdue, very deserving. Um, somebody showed him the money, bitch, and he took it. And now he's going into the hall. Of fame. What if, uh, there's a whole push for this. Okay. This, yeah. <laughs> what if there? There's a whole push for this. Uh, uh, the Miz and Cody segment possibly happening, or the Miz doing it, something, and then the Undertaker comes out. Well, the Miz is scheduled to team with Logan Paul oh, against the Mysterios. Okay. So I don't think we'll see Undertaker involved in that. Okay. Um, I could see them. There's rumors that Cody's supposed to wrestle Rollins at WrestleMania. Yes. That Rollins has Rollins doesn't have a WrestleMania opponent. He's been dying for a WrestleMania moment, um, and I and the rumor is is that it's going to be him and Cody. That they won't advertise Cody heading into Mania. It's going to kind of be a surprise, but Man. it wouldn't shock me at all if Cody were to debut or return the next night on Raw. And they save that moment with Rollins for maybe they do Rollins and Undertaker. Rollins comes out, you know, I deserve a WrestleMania moment, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm the greatest wrestler of all time, blah, blah, blah. They should put me in the Hall yeah. of Fame, et cetera, et cetera. Then, boom, the lights go out. This motherfucker shows up. Chokeslam, Tombstone, Last Ride, whatever. Waves to the fans. See you later. I could definitely you know see that I mean? happening. Yeah. Something to that extent. Uh, but nonetheless. Yeah, so, yeah, something along those but lines. But nonetheless, someone Itch. did. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as we see the triple threat. That's the best thing about this whole episode <laughs> right there was that promo. Somebody showed me the money, bitch. Uh, we see Chris Candido going against Louis Piccoli. Not too much to talk about. I mean, these two are great technical wrestlers, uh, but the triple threat is outside the ring you know building up this this tension and this this faction as well the the new iteration yeah. of the triple threat yeah um wasn't really familiar with this i mean with ecw programming let alone this version of the group um i mean 
It's like you look at it and it's like, all right, Candido, great wrestler. Douglas, great wrestler. Primetime Brian Lee looks like, you know, Dollar Store Undertaker. Um, you know, like let's uh, like like that like that that meme on the internet where it's like, Mom, can we get Undertaker? And then they're like, No, you have Undertaker at home, son. <laughs> bitch, you have Undertaker. That, yeah. at home, bitch. bitch, you have you have Undertaker at home, bitch. That's primetime Brian Lee right there. Yeah. I guess he's supposed to be the, you know, he's the enforcer of the muscle. But, uh, yeah, not too threatening at all. No. <sighs> not in the least bit. Louis Spicoli going to the top. And Francine getting involved. Shaking the ropes. Shaking, shaking them tits. titties. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she didn't pop out of her top right there. I mean, she was aggressively jumping on that bottom rope, shaking the top, oh, you yeah. know? Shaking the top rope, not her top. <laughs> like, let, let me be politically correct, bitch. <laughs> Both of these guys would have uh, uh, short-lived careers and lives. Yeah, they're not long for this world. Spicoli would pass away roughly a year later, in 98, when he was a part of WCW. Yep. Um, unfortunate drug overdose. Um, which at that time he was paired with Scott Hall on TV as like an NWO type kind of lackey. Yep. I don't know if you remember yes, that. I do. He was he was Scott Hall's lackey. Um, it was almost like he was trying to get into the NWO. Um, and then Candido was a very unfortunate incident in 2005. He he broke his leg in a match wrestling for TNA and suffered a blood clot. And when they went to do the surgery, he died on the. I think, he, yeah, did he die on the table or did he die? Uh, something after a little bit after. A couple days yeah. later. I think he died a couple days later after the surgery. There was like complications. Yeah, I think it was complications from the surgery. But, you know, at that time he had cleaned up his life and um, he was trying to make a comeback and he was actually working full time for TNA. So I met Candido once at an indie show in 2001. He wrestled for Assault Championship Wrestling. Wow. For Jason Knight's promotion. He was still with Sonny. She looked fucking awful. Even though I still would have banged her. She looked <laughs> awful. Um, and uh, he was he was super nice, you know. Asking questions about, like, you know, his run, his skip. and um, This was when I was working ring crew and I was still a, a Marky Mark. So, um, you know, I would I, I was in the back and I was just kind of bullshitting with him. And he would, you know, tell some stories. And he, he, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. We talked for about, like, five minutes or so. He seemed, seemed pretty cool. Um, she didn't really say much. She was just kind of sitting off to herself, trying to avoid any kind of contact. Um, and, you know, bless his heart for fucking staying with her. I mean, all the shit she did, you know, like she was, she was living with him and banging Shawn Michaels at the same time. And, you know, you ever heard, I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard those Yeah, stories, absolutely. He was, he was yeah. cucked. I mean. He was cucked. He oh, was yeah, cucked. He, yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> no cuckers needed, Candido. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a good one, Cuck Candido. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that's that, you know. I don't know, bless his heart, staying with her. My goodness, you know, he must have. That must have been some good pussy for you to fucking stay with her. Yeah. You know? Either that or you're just a lonely son of a bitch. But he gets the victory wow. here. Little, little, little roll-ups a, to beat, a small uh, package, if you will. <laughs> a sm- yeah, a small package from Cut Candido. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh man, we're going to hell! Wow, going to hell! A lot. We're going to hell like a lot, you know. I mean, between you and all your own heart jokes. Yeah, I haven't done one you know, in a while. You got, yeah. you got, yeah, but you got your own spot. You've done enough of them where you already reserve. You already made your yes. reservation for hell. You, you know what I mean? Like you got no. Yeah, there, there, there's no turning back. Like, no, we're keeping you. You know what I mean? Like, when you come, we're keeping you. Like, you, the gates locked. You could do yeah. a thousand good things yeah. later. You know what I mean? Have a child, have a great family life. You know, faithful <laughs> husband, all that shit. You could do all that, and you're still going to hell. Yeah. Like, devil remembers. He was like, oh, you fucked with Owen. You fucked with the blue blazer. No, 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 no. You definitely got your own wing right here, pal. Absolutely. The Kobe Knight wing. I might join you, but then again, I've done enough shit that you know. Yeah, you got I'm, the I'm rose in booth. 
I do. I got the Rosen Booth. I love. Oh man, we're just on fire today. Cut Candido, bitch. The Rosen Booth. Like look at it. We're just on a roll today, and we've hardly talked anything ECW. Yeah, look at this as we're as watching. We're catching this up. It's it's one of those filler episodes. They're showing us a recaps and everything. Uh, you know how it goes. Next episode, we are going to have some news to present, though. Uh, some stuff from the okay. Observer. Observer. Uh, yeah. Oh, from Cuck Meltzer? Yeah, Cuck Meltzer. Yeah, he looks like he'd fucking cuck somebody big time. <laughs> like Alvarez, his little his little bike seat sniffing fucking uh, fanboy, Brian Alvarez. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, the match, the match starts when I pulled out my pants. Um. <laughs> and uh, I've never listened to one of their oh, podcasts. Okay. I've read transcripts and and things like that, but I've never listened. But um, there's a guy that does a great. There's I've a guy that does a great ma- Alvarez impression, and he does the whole uh, match from uh, Macho Man as Bonesaw in the Spider-Man movie. Oh, oh no and it's shit. great. He's just like uh, the guy comes out, no name at all. You know, it's 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 so funny. Yeah, got these guys trying to tear each other apart. Wrestlers coming out of the locker room. I could see why um, these guys. Used to claim that Paul Heyman never paid him. If you look at Balls Mahoney's pants, he's got about like twelve holes in them. They're not even pants anymore. I can understand why these guys. And it, most I of these guys' that they, money that, that Paulie bounced. Yeah, their most of these guys' money went to substance. Anyhow. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah, I mean, but uh, that's that's pretty much the Brian episode. Lee. Is his his didn't go to any ring gear or anything like that. No, for sure. <laughs> not in the least bit. Uh, that's. That's it, uh, wrapping up that episode, folks. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this week, we will recap next week's episode and catch up with you in the feed. Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. You can always write to us at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. Dave, where can we find you? And let's sign off. Kicking out of two Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two. Our Twitter handle at kicking out two. Um, you can find our shows up there as well as the feed on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. So check it out. Thank you, everybody.